Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Cod Swallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking cod swallow. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Cod Swallow podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Cod Swallow, right here, man. To this week's Talking Codswallop, or is it a celluloid codswallop? I am Gemma. I'm James. And I'm Gabrielle. Yay! There's three of us on the call. And I'm I'm I... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I am super excited to be recording this episode because it is finally the episode where we're able to talk about one division. Spiders ahead! yes there definitely will be spoilers on this episode we are doing a no holes barred episode and review of this program so if you haven't watched it yet please note yeah (laughs) tune out now yeah (laughs) come back later yeah come back later definitely and also what's taking you so long so (laughs) right so should we just jump straight into it then because I don't normally do celluloid codswallops. So as James is just sitting back and chilling out with this episode, it is normally his baby. So I should really be handing it over to him. But he doesn't seem to be wanting to. So come on, James. Yeah. I detect well, some fear there, Gemma. I detect some fear. It, yes, there is an element of fear. The fear is, I feel I have a limited amount of knowledge on this one. But to give an idea of what One Division was and is, it's a spin-off predominantly from the the Marvel run of films, isn't it, that have been from the Avengers series. And when I first heard about this, I just got interested in it because I saw trailers to it where I was like, what the hell is this? It looks like old, you know, really sort of old style 1960s or uh, around that period sitcoms and other stuff like the 80s. And my knowledge of the Marvel films is not, wonderful but my knowledge of it was obviously spoilers ladies and gentlemen uh, and you know salty tadpoles whatever we're going to call you on this one the vision character died in the the last avengers film so you kind of look at this thinking well how is this character back in this world but wait a minute why are we looking at a world that isn't even focused on the avengers universe and looks like tv shows and it was just that was where my knowledge came from of it. I was like, this just looks so damn weird. I've got to see what this is. So I'm interested to see how you know you two got into to watching this and what your interest in it was. I think with me as well, because me and you had a conversation before it even started. Didn't did. we? I think we even had it on mic. I can't remember, but you know we have so many conversations <laughs> whether it's on mic or not. But. Um, they blur into one, yeah. They do, yeah, definitely. Uh, 
with regards to Wonder Vision, I you know I've always liked the two characters. So you know, like I I don't know the background like from a comics point of view. I only know from the cinematic. <laughs> um, I've got a rule in life that I can't read comics because I'm a collector and I won't stop. So I have to not allow myself to read them. And you don't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i can't actually read the comics because otherwise i'm just gonna i know that i'm gonna get myself into millions of debt because i'm gonna have to have everything <laughs> yeah so i always like the characters on the actual films and everything so and i thought well and it also looked really really weird and there was a lot of hype behind it and normally with hype i'm i'm like oh i can't be asked you know but with this one I just couldn't work it out from the trailers what was yeah. happen. So I was just like, ah, oh, I have to watch this. And yeah, we were all on the same page with that, weren't we? So well, no, I have to say, I love Marvel and all things Marvel. I'm definitely more a DC girl, though. Like, I'll not lie, I'm definitely more DC, but hmm. thinking of superheroes, just it's just amazing, you know. And I'm one of them weirdos who watches it and loves to look for Easter eggs. So anything Marvel related, I think I might watch it once, but then watch it for the Easter eggs and then watch it a second time just to make sure I've seen that Easter egg. If that makes sense. That's why I enjoy it more. It's like a bit of a mystery. Like, ooh, what does this mean? What does this mean? That's why I love it. And then my daughter is like, is obsessed, is obsessed with it, like literally obsessed. So I have to have shit to talk to her about because she's a teenager and all now. So I need to <laughs> have a common ground now. So this was the, this was the bonding moment, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I remember you asking that question. We commented about this on Facebook, and you said, "Did he get the Easter eggs?" And I'm going to be honest. I was like, uh, "No." <laughs> I was so proud. I got so many first time round this time. Flipping first time ever. I was like, oh, oh, "I seen it. I know. I know. I know." And then I had to be like, "Okay, maybe I didn't." And then had, my husband hadn't seen them at all by this point, so we then done a marathon of them all through a second time round. And I was like, "Yes, I seen it. I seen it." I'm like, did you see it? I was like, did you see that? He's like, I saw it, but what does it mean? I'm like, oh, thank God, I get it. They don't. I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to getting into that in a bit, definitely. There was a lot of things that I saw in it that, because I've rewatched it just to kind of remind myself, you know, before we did this recording, I only got up to five or six. I can't remember exactly, you know, the second or third or fourth mm -hmm. time round, however long it is. But there was a couple of things on the first, second and third episode that I noticed that was tiny, tiny little attention to details, but I missed them the first time round. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I was watching it as a reviewer that I was like, wait and it was even just as simple as um you know the fact that they put the lines up on the screen so they made it just like a little tv screen you know so that you had the black bars but for some reason i never noticed them until i actually was doing checking for the review and it was like ridiculous because i was like oh <laughs> and then as it went to like the 70s it moved to the bottom you know and it's like <laughs> they were very they were very good with the attention to detail of the shows i mean right up until the modern family era in the last episodes where it was like you have them doing the commentary yeah. while this is going on and i could just see modern family the whole time while they're like i could just see sophia Fergara sitting there doing the talk that she does while this is playing in the background do you know mm -hmm. so it was very it was very very good with their attention to detail i mean even right down to agatha and her leg warmers in the 80s it was or the 90s it was great i'm like i'm living 
for all of this. <laughs> they, they really did put the F in when it came to oh. trying to get the show to be period piece specific and right. Because certainly, like when yeah. I watched the first episode, I was looking, I thinking, God, the, I got it wrong. So I was like, this is maybe a bit more like Bewitched. But the idea was that it was more like the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. And they actually got Dick mm-hmm. Van Dyke to work with them to give them advice on how to best do the show. Now that is showing attention to detail. Yeah. Came in as a consultant for them. Marvel, I will give them their credit. I think I talked about this on another podcast, but Marvel are amazing when it comes to attention to detail. I mean, even right down to, I think it was on Wanda's license plate as she drove in in her, whatever car it was, I'm crap at cars, but it was whatever car it was on her license plate. In the American ones, they have like numbers on the registration plate. The numbers are Stanley's date of birth. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. small, small things like that are just you need to be smart to catch. You need to be like aware to catch them. But they're just so they're brilliant. I mean, they're just absolutely class. And things that you think are Easter eggs aren't Easter eggs, but distracts you from an Easter egg that's going on around it. You're like, ah, that's so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> there was also one thing that I did, which was to get the tadpoles involved was to ask them what their sort of fan theories were and also what their, you know, what their thoughts are on the program and whatnot as well. So there was a few people that shared that. So James is going to be giving us the honour of reading them so that Mm -hmm. nobody has to be put off by my awkward and horrible reading. (laughs) But there was one that I actually missed off. So I'll read that one first. The person that I missed off, sorry about this, <laughs> is my friend Serena Meckerite. I was waiting for someone else from the Marvel Universe to make an appearance. Glad it's tying up to Doctor Strange, my favourite series this year. And then I put Evan Peters with my favourite cameo, because he was. But we'll get into that later. And then she's also written, laugh out loud, she recast him, was the funniest line. <laughs> <laughs> I like the the Doctor Strange link, and that's one of the things that I caught on to. I think I was telling you, I I, I caught on something at the end of it, and I didn't want to tell you guys till the podcast because I wasn't sure if you had caught it or not. Because you know I what I mean. Might not. So, so yeah. Obviously, a lot of it was alluding to Doctor Strange appearing, and there was the hope that Benedict Cumberbatch would appear in the episode at some point. However, <laughs> in the last episode. I think I'm going to have to I'm gonna look at my notes here because I need to. Because I had them wrote down. It's that bad about it, right? Agatha says in the last episode, right, she will be more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Doctor Strange is the person who holds that title, right? He got that 2016, I think his film was or whatever, right? So there's the first link, Sorcerer Supreme. This is all in the final kicker. Then it says whenever he, at the end, when, you know, Wanda's doing the astral projecting reading of the book thing yep. that she's doing at the end. In yep, yep. film, in Doctor Strange in 2016, how was he learning his craft? He was in astral projection form, learning from that there. So there's that link as well. And then you'd probably need to watch it a second time. But the music that plays over that scene is the Doctor Strange music and theme song. But it's played at wow. a slower, darker tone. So oh. that's where that, I mean, I know there's all the links to Mephisto and all that stuff. That's fine. Like the fly and the devils on the cave and things. That's. There are many ones, but that to me was the most perfect, subtle. You needed to know what you were looking for to understand the link, but it brought Doctor Strange in nicely, if that made sense at all. Mm. Mm. 
It did. Did any of you catch that? Did any of you catch that? Please say you did. I'm not the anally retentive one who caught that shit. <laughs> you uh, are the anally retarded. Uh, retarded? Oh my god. Ooh, harsh. Harsh. <laughs> do, do you want me? Do, okay, I'm gonna ask the question. Do you want me to lie to you, or do you want? Uh, <laughs> Well, I think before we jump I want a nicer response than what she just said. I think I would like to um, apologise on microphone to say that I just made a mouthful of a wrong word there. And I did not mean to call you retarded at all. But basically, um, retentive was the word that I was going for. So I do apologise. No offence, take it. I can get you out of this, Gemma. Just say Gemma done fucked up. Gemma done fucked up. There you go. <laughs> Sorry about that. See, this is why I'm not allowed on celluloid pods while it's very But no, I didn't notice that at all. But actually, yeah, when I when I go back and listen to it. That's going to be, you know, not listen, sorry, watch it again. That's going to be uh, some really interesting little snippets that you've provided. Yeah. So what did the Salted Tadpoles say, James? Well, let's let's go through them. So regarding their theories, we've got some very interesting ones, and we've also got some very long ones. So Tim Dawson said the following. Okay, so my initial theory was that Wanda was in control of everything, manipulating reality to cope with Vision's death in Endgame. However, the second I saw Agnes in episode one, I had a suspicion that she could be involved, and I thought Agnes could have been a couple of characters, including Mephisto, basically the devil in the comics, Agatha Agnes, who taught Wanda how to use her powers in the comics, or even an alternative universe version of Wanda. Hmm, interesting. Uh, after finishing this, I have to say, I can't wait for the future of the MCU. If they continue to give little nods to the past and the rich history of comics, I'll be a very happy cat. Also, if you have the spoilers section, ooh, should we go to that now, people? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. If you have a spoilers section, he's put one. He's glad Monica got her powers, hoping they put her in Captain Marvel 2. Uh, two, he's disappointed that Quicksilver wasn't real, as I thought they might have brought him in to help from an alternative universe with help yes. from Doctor Strange to calm Wanda down. And it did make me laugh, so, so not, he's not too bothered by that. His other uh, third point is Neo Vision. In the comics, he gets rebuilt at some point and becomes more robotic. Him and Wanda are married, and I think she leaves him, which I really liked as it brought an awkwardness to his character, almost like Data from Star Trek. Fourthly, he's put, he can't wait for the kids to come back. Billy became one of my favourite Young Avengers characters, Wiccan, uh, and as a couple of them have come into the movies now, I'm hoping they make the team. And number five, he's dis, and I, I agree with him on this, I am disappointed Deadpool didn't turn up just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah, he needs to take over the Stanley cameos big time, like even mm. just as a, I can't even talk about the Stanley cameos, I'll start crying. Oh, my gosh. Now, there are some good, good theories. Like, I mean, I agree with him on the Quicksilver thing, how Quicksilver was reduced to a, a boner joke. It was a bit shit. Like, let's be honest. I did like that one. I am excited to see where the kids go as well. Like, Wiccan, I think from what I recall in the comics, he is openly gay. And he actually marries. This is in the comics. So if any, I, Again, weirdo. Um, I think it's like a young Hulkling kind of character he marries. But this is like X-Men books. X-Men comics. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see that and what he can bring to it. But I like how it does link to X-Men. 
that franchise, which they've now just got. I did like how it brought that in in some way. I did like that. I mean, I really hope there was going to be a real crossover with X-Men, some sort of appearance of of one of their characters in it. Because obviously my understanding for uh, Quicksilver and uh, Wonder is their Magneto's kit. Have I got that right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I, I know we watched. to be something there. Yeah, I know we watched an. I watched an episode of X Men last week. I had like a marathon of them all again, and it's the second time. I think it's in Dark Phoenix, maybe, maybe Dark Phoenix or the one before. I can't remember. It's not first class. It's one of the ones with the new younger cast, anyway, with Sophie Turner and that there. But um, who do you call him? Oh, I've lost my total brain fart. Professor X, uh, the young Professor X goes back to this house and they walk up the driveway and on the letterbox it says Maximoff on it even though I sort of knew they were related it's the first time I personally have seen a link between Wanda and Quicksilver in mm-hmm. either a film or a com- of any sort till then obviously WandaVision then done it directly a bit more bluntly a bit more in your face of a connection what you know very very clever I thought one theory I saw that never came to fruition and obviously someone created a fake screen cap is you were going to have Magneto in it Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be a Magneto in any shape or form we'd expected. They were showing that the theory was it was going to be, or the, the, the fake thing they put together, it was going to be Daniel Craig as Magneto, which I thought could have no! been quite interesting. But I thought it would no! be interesting. No! <laughs> <laughs> I think Gabrielle doesn't like that. <laughs> no, not Daniel Craig as Magneto. Like, Daniel Craig just has... Oh, he just, oh, I don't know. Magneto just turns me on the feckin' like crazy. He's like a normal guy that's been through so much shit that he has a lot of anger and resentment. And I can see that in Michael Fassbender and how he acts, how he portrays it. But Daniel Craig, I just don't, I don't know. I just can't see it. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, but then I'm all for giving them a chance. Like, he'd probably end up being absolutely fabulous. Like, I mean, everyone bitched it about James Stewart and Michael Fassbender playing the younger ones as well anyway. And they knocked it out of the park. Everyone always bitches about the new ones and they end up killing it. So as much as I personally, it's probably just because I have personally turned on by Michael Fassbender. That's probably why, if I'm totally honest. Um, yeah, I would give him a crack at that. <laughs> <laughs> One thing See, that I did find really funny, though was when Paul Bettany turned around on an interview. I can't remember what which one he was, which interview, sorry, this came from. But uh, he made an announcement saying that he um, was really looking forward to it. He was finally getting to work with someone that he's always wanted to work with. <laughs> and yeah. like, on, you know, on the last episode, we find out it's him. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's amazing that he made that joke. You know that he sort of said, "Oh well, you know, I've always wanted to work with myself." <laughs> well, yeah, he certainly got his wish, didn't he? Yeah, at least he didn't say. At least he didn't say he wanted to play with himself. I mean, cause, I mean, that could have been a whole different sort of storyline. <laughs> he can play with himself if he wants. <laughs> but, whatever um, makes him happy. Yeah, exactly. There was other times that, and I made a comment on the Facebook page, I think it was, that there was times when he kind of looked and resembled Rick Mel quite a lot. In okay, Especially when he was... Have you ever seen yeah. Drop Dead Fred? Yes. That's Rick Mail. Drop Dead Fred's Rick Mail? Yeah. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. Oh! 
So, and then he was in a, a British comedy program called Bottom. Totally, like, this is, that's a totally mind fuck me there, because, like, in my head, I can't unsee it. <laughs> you know, when he was, like, drunk with the, the chewing gum? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, he's got so many expressions of Rick Mail on there. You know, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like we're jumping all over the place. Maybe we should do episode by episode by episode and uh, let the sort of talk first. <laughs> Colin Mags said, this may take a couple of replies and I'll try and leave it as a spoiler, as spoiler free as possible. So, though, and he's put hashtag warning may contain spoilers. The first theory was because of comic knowledge, I thought she'd had a psychotic break and it was all delusional. I, I had a very similar thought myself, but I'll just say, cutting back for a say about Colin, my theory is probably going to not go down well with people. I'm thinking more my co-hosts. Um, so, uh, because of co- uh, comic knowledge and I thought she just had a psychotic break. It was all delusional. Then, with all these sword and Hydra references, she'd been captured by Hydra, had her psychotic break, and they were using this as a way to brainwash her, uh, using the sitcoms that she'd created to implant their control, and sword were trying to break in and stop it. The second theory uh, that Colin had was that after her brother showed up, no, brother, in speech marks, I'd thought that she crossed into the multiverse and into the X-Men's universe where Vision was still alive and Quicksilver had been sent in to try and pull her out of her hex. And when he'd failed, either Professor X or Magneto were going to show up to shut her down, bringing the mutants into the MCU. Not bad. Good news. Technically, she did have a bit of a break, though. That's what the whole thing was, though. So Mm. they did stick true to that. It was the whole thing. It was her psychotic break that caused it. And okay, Agatha was causing all the fuck ups, but ultimately it was her that, you know, she she snapped. She just hmm. just got lost in her own grief and conjured up a world where she didn't have to be a superhero, where she didn't have to deal with. I think we talked about this the other night with Jem, with Joanne, Gemma, where she got to be everything she never could be before the snap, before Thanos, before Vision died. She got to be the wife, she got to be the mother, she got to be everything normal. So she just snapped. Technically, that was right. But Agatha was, was Agatha all along fucking it up. Yeah. <laughs> I did see it from the start. I thought, right, it's something like PTSD. This is their way of a coping strategy uh, of dealing with it. It's it it's this, the fact is that she, it, well, like you said, she didn't have the life she wanted. It had gone completely down the pan. And that was her way of basically dealing with it. I don't, I don't uh, want to rush ahead with one of the things I wanted to say about it, though. Okay. On, on the way I sort of like viewed her as a character and still sort of kind of do, which was probably, I don't know how well people, well, I'd be interested to see what people think of my views on what happened with her. But I, I mean, I stood, my, my idea stood, you know, stood throughout that it was somebody who was basically cracked up, was trying to hold it together in some form or another. And that did, for me, a very sort of sad element to the show. You know, it, yeah. it started out, they were saying that if you watch it from the start and, I'd not originally got this, but the, you know, the previously on WandaVision bits, for the first few episodes, it was her sounding quite happy. And then as it went on, she started to sound quite unhappy and depressed. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a very interesting little touch they'd done with it. Cause you, you basically see the train going off the tracks, don't you? As the, as the show goes on. I know this might get a bit deep, but talking about the PTSD and stuff, and I can honestly say, as a woman with PTSD, and it's not something that's spoke about a lot, and I know Marvel 
probably didn't have this in mind when they were doing it, but they might have done. There might have been some subliminal way of acknowledging it. But I did not know I had PTSD initially when I went through a stage where I snapped and I was making decisions that were not safe for me. They were not safe for other people. Mm -hmm. They were not good. I to everyone on the outside, I'm not I looked like I was living my best life. I was just making up for lost time. I was just doing things I never got to do before I settled down. I was just living. But to me, that wasn't that was like I don't drink at all. Never have really. Right. And it's not that I did go out and start drinking. I started to go out and party. That was not me. I did not do that. But to people on the outside looking in, everything was great, which to me reflected a lot with Wanda in how she snapped and made everything Mm -hmm. perfect. And then when I realized it took something extra traumatic, which was for me, the head injury, but for Wanda, mm-hmm. it was in, you know, having to lose vision again and her children again, which brought her back to normality and then dealing with the, the actual emotions that she should have probably went through initially. So to me, I understand what you were saying. It's, it, it's sort of the way it was done. But to me, as someone who had that literal cycle, it was done perfectly. Mm-hmm. And that she yeah. had like the manic phase where she just didn't want to know mm. she wanted her best life, yeah. forgot everything negative, and then something bad happened, which made her check back to reality. Which literally, like I reflect and re- it resonates totally with me, and I'm sure it would resonate with a lot of people when it's put in that way. So it was good that you brought that up, James, in a way to to show that. Yeah. So, and it's true I, you did see that the manic phases with the character definitely, mm-hmm. uh, definitely saw that. I had a slightly different thought at the very beginning, which was that I thought it was almost like it was all a dream or in her head kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah, at first it was almost like, you know, maybe we were going to find out that she had been captured by someone uh, or she was being tortured and she was like playing this through her head, just keeping herself sort of grounded, I suppose, is the best way. I thought that that might have been, especially when you had the the radio on episode two where they were saying... Mm wonder who's doing this to you i thought oh maybe that is actually what's going on then obviously turned out that that wasn't wasn't quite right but it was in some ways because it is it kind of was in her head in a way because she has but she controlled everybody else's brains instead of just her own yeah yeah that was my first sort of thought that that might be actually the case but if you paid attention to the adverts that were showing during her showtime you always saw hydra mentioned or I think in, I can't remember, I'm going to have to check my notes, but there's a, I think it was one of the first episodes, there was like a link to Mephisto in somehow. So I think because that negative element was there within a commercial, it sort of give it maybe one of these has to be controlling her. You know, it has, it can't be her doing this because of those little snippets. But I think the part that made me go, Wanda's definitely doing this and she's not in control. And it might sound really silly, but do you remember the commercial about the spillage? And there was like, it was like the one, the one shit, it was like the one shit advert, you know, we wipe it up and da 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 da. Yeah. The, the, the kitchen roll or whatever it was called, it was called Lagos. Yeah. I think it was. The tagline underneath it is for cleaning up mistakes that you didn't mean to make. Something like that. I can't mind what it was exactly. I'll have to check it, but something like that. Yeah. And if you go back to Captain America Civil War or Avengers Civil War, when Wanda makes that big mistake right at the beginning where she does save Captain America, but she causes the deaths of hundreds of people by blasting it accidentally into the building. Mm-hmm. Right. That was in a town called Lagos. Oh yeah. Ah. So to me, that was then where I was like, Oh, that's her thing. She has like, that's her own guilt. That has to be her guilt. So that's probably where I started to think a bit more. It was her just because it was so, uh, 
I, I can't even describe how it felt, but it was just that something. It was just her own guilt that came out of it, if that made sense. But that was just mm-hmm. me. Everyone else probably thought it was, I don't know what everybody else thought it was, probably just a one shit commercial. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked and thought, hey, weird adverts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you needed to pay attention to them commercials. Like, they were dripping with Easter eggs. Dripping. Yeah, it's like there was a there was a Stark Industries one, wasn't there, with the, the toaster. Do you want me to tell you the one with the toaster? <laughs> Go on, Do then. Tell you the toaster? In the toaster, there is a part where there's a flash in the toaster. Whatever happens, I can't mind what it, but there's a flash in it, right? The rumor is around, because it was it was done in the time frame of she watched that Dick Van Dyke show whenever her, uh, it was with her parents and stuff. That flash yes. is meant to resonate with the explosion that killed her parents. Oh, See? Interesting. Sorry, I'm really weird about this. <laughs> no, it's good. It all interlinks. So, going on to our next salty tadpole, Hayley Marler has said, I don't really have many theories as such. I think it will lead into the new Doctor Strange film. I think you I think you think could be on something there, Hayley. Obviously, she's now become the Scarlet Witch, which is her proper character name, and Agnes is from the comic books, but I've never actually read them. I just watched the films. We think she was Astro planing it at the very last bit like Doctor Strange does. Gabrielle has said that to be true. Uh, Monica Rambeau now has her powers so there's probably going to be a new film about her or maybe another Captain Marvel. I don't know where White Vision will fit in. Maybe he'll become more conscious as he goes on. And maybe he'll be the new Iron Man. Um, but I'm getting carried away now. I now really have ideas as to where it might go from here. I don't have any fan theories as such, other than that Fight Pietro was basically Evan Peters' X-Men character for laughs. She made one of her kid's powers be super speed to try and emulate her brother, and the other kid might end up being the next Doctor Strange, because he could do magic stuff by thinking about it. Although I think Wanda and Vision do have kids in the comic book, but I don't know much about the actual comics. <laughs> Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very, very true about the link to Doctor Strange where his astral project. And I think I mentioned that earlier on. In relation to the kids, ooh, in the comic books, they do indeed have children, but they are not Wanda and Vision's children. They are Wanda and Mephisto's. Mephisto somehow, I don't know how it all works. Like it's like the reverse upside down immaculate conception or something. I don't know. But in somehow, basically, the children are fond of the demon Mephisto. So they are. And yes, they do go on to become X-Men of sorts, but they are they're unfortunately not Vision's children because he obviously can't sow a seed. But yeah, that's why the links to Mephisto are are heavily in that in WandaVision itself. I think with Mephisto, from what I recall, is actually a Doctor Strange villain also. Don't quote me on that. I'm going to have to double check that one. But yeah, so that's that's the only thing. So yeah, they're not... And I agree, Evan Peters, was a. they shouldn't have made him a joke. So the Vision can't sow a seed, but he can make a circuit board. Pretty yes. much. Yes, that's all he can really do. Yes, that's mm. it. Yeah, I was really hoping that it would, that the bringing in uh, Evan Peters from the X-Men universe would have been like a really good push to, as I said earlier, bring the X-Men into it. And I don't know, it seems like, like you said, they just turned it into a joke and it seems like a bit of a waste that they did that really. Yeah, I just find that's a very strange way of doing things. I was kind of hoping that for people to bring into the show, that we're going to maybe bring in somebody as, say, uh, Mr. Fantastic or somebody that we were totally, you know, to, to be the, the, the person we're going to have who'd so be able to solve everything. When all they seemed to then bring in was a weird contraption that could go on the surface of like Mars or something. That didn't really. 
yeah. <laughs> impressed yeah. me. Thought <laughs> so he was running out of steam a bit there. Yeah, <laughs> mm, I agree. And I couldn't also work out in the first episode. So John Brady's boss, the uh, the Vision's yes. boss. Why yes. did he never reappear? He was told that, you know, we had him for one episode. He, was, he could have been quite an interesting bit of, you know, character. They moved him through time, possibly, to the different ways he interacted with him. I could never fathom why they just had him in that one and then gone. Not sure, but his wife appeared in quite a few others. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. I mean, I, he went. Yeah, I love the comic elements they ran with it in it. When it was sort of like being like a, definitely the 50s Dick Van Dyke stuff. They did Bewitched with it. They definitely did do Bewitched. They got, definitely was yeah. sure on that one. And then they moved it into other things. I just thought it was very interesting to do that. And I also liked the Fuller House, or the sorry, Fuller House was the more recent one, but the Full House nod. Bear in mind that, you know, the whole Olsen link to that. Yeah. Would be very interesting. Yeah, it was, it was quite funny actually because Elizabeth Olsen, they a lot of people didn't actually realise that she yeah. was actually related to one of the Olsen, uh, Olsen, yeah. Olsen twins. <laughs> it's like really. <laughs> yeah, my my husband only found that out like during one of it, watching one division there, and he was like, "What?" I'm like, yeah, she clearly got the height. He got she got the height gene clearly. She yeah, did. She, she it, it, must, it must be so weird for her because I mean she's now famous. Right. Yeah. But would she even know what that is, given who her sisters were from they were six months old? Mm. She would she would know nothing else. You know, it must be so bizarre. Yeah. You know, oh, it must be weird. Some twins will be remembered, but um, Elizabeth will be remembered as what Wanda will just be like legendary. So, yeah. And it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how really how the Olsen twins remembered because now they've really sort of faded from the media spotlight. You, you know, they, they were obviously, I didn't know full house, so that was right over my head, but I do remember them being sort of all over the place when they were probably teenagers, I guess they were like yeah. being in films and whatever other stuff. I got those what else they did, but they're not really my, I'm not their demographic, am I? So um, they made their billions, not millions, they're billions. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they yeah. they ended up having a lot of also like one of them I can't remember which one has had ended up with anorexia and stuff like that there and they just got out of it altogether so it was the best they've done what they need to do they got their money and they left it at their peak so you know it was the best thing for them and all the credit to them for doing it you know getting out while they could I mean work, working from your six months old hardly yeah. you know at least they can get a life and have a, not get a life that sounds so harsh at least now they can go and have a life you know with what they've earned they can have a life and enjoy it. Because they've gone into like different areas, it was fashion and things, wasn't it? And other stuff that they made a, yeah. a mint from, basically. Yeah. yeah. Someone had said it was Oprah's interview with the Olsen twins that sort of made them stop and look and go, "We don't need this anymore." Because they started to ask, uh, "And what weight are you?" And Oprah actually asked one of the girls, who's literally just like out of hospital with anorexia, "And what weight are you now?" You don't fucking ask that question of anybody. No. Bitch, you don't do that, Oprah or not. You don't ask that question. And you could see the uncomfort on their faces. And I think not long after that, they sort of disappeared from the public eye, which was the best thing for their health, I'm sure. Look at me sounding like I know them, but it's a, that's how I would feel it. <laughs> that's how it came across to me as if I was a fan. Mm-hmm. And to me, that came across very much so. I mean, I went into it with, as I said, not great knowledge of the, the characters, but I don't want to be happy or angry that I now have the ultimate earworm that will never, ever, ever leave me which is the Agatha all along song. I mean, that, just the whole setup for me of seeing that, that she sort of like had a hand in a lot of the things that were happening. For me, it was a great thing because it was a real shock because I just was interested in the character and like the cool yeah. part where she was sort of saying to Vision, 
am I dead? And she's going, no, no, no. And she's going, well, why would you think that? And she goes, because you're dead. Because that sort of stuff was like, really got me. I was like, well, this is like some kind of like creepy. I mean, any vision was dead, but unless she's creepy shit, I like this. This is, <laughs> this yeah. is, this is mm. interesting because none of the other people seem to really know what was going on around them. And I'm going to, th- uh, you know, I'm going to say it now, throwing my, my view with, with Wanda. So all these people are trapped in this sort of world that Wanda has created. And occasionally, if they're released from it by vision at this point, they would know that they're trapped. So partly is obviously has sympathy because Wanda has PTSD and problems and she's created this world. But partly also looks at Wanda as a villain because she has taken all these people purely for her own benefit to create this world. And yet, you know, jumping ahead at the end of it, she sort of trying to say, I was trying to protect you people. But really, that's the interesting point. To me, she does not come out of this as, you know, this selfless, brilliant person. She comes to, comes out with this very much a very self-centered, very dangerous. Clearly, we see that person. Mm. And this is where I'm probably going to be hated by a lot of people. I kind of find myself, you know, siding with Sword a bit because you couldn't have somebody with all this unchecked power just doing all this stuff. You know, you could see that someone's going to have to do something to, to keep this in check, to deal with it. Yeah, because I also remember that, during the last episode, I think that Agatha actually does turn around and say, you know, like the reference is the fact that she's a villain. Was it her mm. or was there another character that did it? She's all the witches of Salem around her at the end said something like you're going to, oh, there's like a quote they say, like she's going to destroy things. She's a great destroyer. She's something like get all sorts of ominous yeah. feelings to being the Scar- Scarlet Witch is not something positive. The Scarlet Witch is something that is not good. It's not going to, it's not, you're not going to be a bringer of fortunes. You're going to bring destruction kind of, you know, it made her seem very like, okay, she can't control what's going to, because obviously it's going to happen, but it it was just how they called her out on it. Yeah. I think it also might have been, um, Monica Rambo as well that said, you're not a villain in this. She sort of understood that it was her sorrow that had made it happen and, and whatnot. But again, the villain was referenced. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, James. I don't fully agree, you know, because I think it was almost like a split split down the middle. Like she's a villain, but mm-hmm. she's trying to do good, but she's also being selfish with it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's like Professor X next, and he done good by blocking out Jean Grey's powers, but then the bitch snapped because he got out her powers, and he caused a whole pile of chaos. So I think it's pretty true to human nature. Everyone can be a villain in someone's yeah. story. What is mm-hmm. it? You'd be a villain in someone's story. So Wanda used to be a Hydra. No, she wasn't a Hydra agent, but she used to work for Hydra before she joined the Avengers. Yeah. So she did come from that background of things. So I don't, I, I genuinely don't think she has badness. Like she's no bad heart. It's like probably like Jean Grey in a way. She had all this power that was unchecked. I think she would probably be the Marvel unit, like the Marvel equal. If you think of it in a way where Jean Grey had all this power unchecked, could bloody do anything and everything, but it was a really dark side to her, unless it was controlled. I think Wanda has the same characteristics in that sense, where she has all this power, and if it went unchecked or uncontrolled or untrained even, it could mm. cause a lot of destruction. So I find that quite interesting in how they're both of the maroon-coloured character, in that they're both like able to fly in the way they do. They're both able to control minds in the way they do. I think and it's actually the first time I've caught on to that link between her and Jean Grey, just by you saying about her being the villain, James. So it's, it's, I think that's quite an interesting way of looking at it as well. It's just, I think if she was trained properly, like she's a puppy, for God's sake, if she's trained properly, she'll be fine. 
<laughs> but she she did in some ways she did need to have a form of training to work and yeah. as she used her powers but she was trained by a negative source wasn't she yeah so and i mean she also didn't mean to attract all the powers of the mind stone she did not mean that i mean this the thing was wanda always like anyway harry potter has all his horcruxes <laughs> is wanda like a fucking a horcrux of the mind stone was she the mind stone all along is that why she could recreate vision Mm. Ooh, see? Where I was a bit confused is obviously you have the part where, as we're getting close to the end of the, the series, that, you know, uh, Agatha's showing her. She's getting her to, to go into a mind, to go through a past, to remember things. I mean, that was tugging at the heartstrings scene where she's a child and you see where her interest on the TV shows has come from because her family's getting bombed out in the middle of a war with Stark Industries weaponry. And then you see when she's she's got older and she's been held hostage by the people who are trying to get her to use her powers. Now, I was trying to work out, were the powers inside her all along or were the powers from the stone? No, I think the powers were inside her all along. And I think Agatha alluded to that in the fact that how did that bomb not kill you? And she was like, it was a dud, it was a dud. But we could all see watching it. It wasn't, it was flashing, it was It was working. Like, how were you not killed in this instant? How were you not? And the Scarlet Witch is born a witch. And I think this is where she was trying to make her remember, this is why you were saved. You were saved because you have this power and you clearly didn't realize at the time because you just thought you got really lucky, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, like, Hydra maybe found that out, sort of realize how the hell did this child not, how did this child survive this shit? You know, interesting, because if you think about it, they said, I think Hydra said during that scene, something like um, all the other ones have died. You did. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Were they just were they just testing random survivors to see because they knew maybe there could have been this power somewhere? Because obviously they knew about the Tesseract and all that stuff. So they knew all these things were there, the Hydra guys and sword and all they knew. about. so they were like, maybe there's some untapped power somewhere. And as they tested, as they went along, others died. And then they came across Wanda, who. They didn't even see what happened to her with the Mind Stone on their recording. They just saw her walk in. They saw her collapse. Yeah, survive, But they didn't see any of the other stuff. She saw it. And when she saw it, that's when she saw the vision of the Scarlet Witch in, in the... I don't know if you've seen that clear enough, because like, I had to watch it yeah, the second yeah. to figure it out. You see yeah. the Scarlet Witch in that figure of the yellow light. So I think that's where she should have realized what or who was in her future. I think that's where Agatha was trying to get her to remember that. You have this power, but it became so supreme once you, like the Mind Stone absorbed into you, once you saw that, that's when you became the Scarlet Witch. You might have been a normal house to house, everyday Salem witch, mutant, whatever you want to call yourself. You were a mutant. There was something with you. You were phenomenal. You had these powers, but this stone saw that power and then went into you. And that's what made you go, boom, Scarlet Witch, Hmm. I think. Bit of a weird one, but yeah. That's what I think, anyway. <laughs> Still doesn't explain the sliding accent, though. <laughs> Don't even. Do you know, no way Sarkovia is not a real place. <laughs> no way Sarkovia is like a totally made up place in the world. People have bitched that. Why didn't they use a real Sarkovian actress? Shit you not. Shit you <laughs> not. <laughs> How oh, do you? I mean, did they use a real alien for the scroll at the end? Did they use a real authentic scroll at the end? Did they? I think maybe maybe they did. I don't know. <gasps> There's something to discuss. Was it a real scroll? I mean, you know, but honest to God, people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what they can do they find out Wakanda isn't real. Oh, dear. <laughs> what? James, don't do this to me. Yeah. Wakanda forever. Yep. You need to take a moment there for, Chad, for Chadwick, though, there. You really do. 
Yeah. Made that place legendary and amazing and real, like totally a legend. Uh, yeah, I 100% agree with that. And yeah. the fact that he carried on, that nobody knew he was yeah. ill. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing what he uh, did. You've got to take your hat off to him. You yeah. really do. Absolutely. He made Wakanda real. So for purposes of Marvel, it's feckin' real. For us fans out there, it's damn well real. But don't get bitchy because there's not a real Wakanda. Wakanda in, in Wakanda E. Wakanda <laughs> e. I don't know what Wakanda in, in. I don't know. In on the throne. Do you know what I mean? Uh, shh. Don't make it out that there's, a, there's not a real Sokovian in the rule in the in the role of a non-real country person. Ugh, don't even. I'm just gonna say, hail Hydra. <laughs> I was gonna say quickly, note to self, James, don't ever say anything like that again. <laughs> yeah, I've learned. I've learned. You know, I've got more women who will gang up on me on this podcast. So yeah, I'm just staying quiet. You'll lose. You'll lose every time. No shit. Yeah, I kind of worked that one out. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry we'll have graham soon <laughs> yeah, hopefully he will stick up with me or for me at least no he's he's too smart he'll side with you lot <laughs> yeah he will <laughs> james if i agree with you i will side with you 100 percent. but at the minute you're just wrong with a lot of things so it's yeah well i'll yeah i'll try and be right at some point eh? you know <laughs> i was gonna say as well but to be honest I do tend to side with you most of the time, so I am kind of like your male friend. (laughs) Who's the next comment from? The next one is from my best mate, who also has strange sexual relations with bicycles, but, you know, whatever floats his boat. (laughs) My best pal, Jamie Westwood. Yeah. How are we doing, pal? So he's put, I thought this show was like a piece of art that needs to be framed. I know a lot of people didn't like the first two or three episodes as it was building Wonders Universe and people wanted action and usual Marvel stuff. I'd heard that as well. Actually, a few people complained it was a bit of a slow burner. And he's put, but I loved it because he knew it was going to lead somewhere. Obviously, there were so many fan theories about how it was going to play out with characters like Mephisto, etc. coming into it. But I'm so glad that it wasn't that and it was what it was because this show needed to focus on Wanda and be about her and how she had dealt with so much heartbreak and not be about exciting new characters and cameos. The Quicksilver thing, he's put, I'm not 100% convinced, is real, that he's just an actor because he knew more than Agatha's should have known about her past. That's a very good point, actually. So I do believe he's from the multiverse. But again, I'm so happy it's not elaborated on uh, in this show because, A, this needs to be about Wanda and Pietro, and, B, it gives us something to ponder upon, especially when you know the next film we see her in will be about the multiverse and with the recent announcement about the mutants. You put, anyway, I'm waffling on. This show was stunning. Olsen deserves every award for that performance. I agree with that definitely true so many different types of acting it was nothing but impressive and any comic book program that has a finale that makes people including my wife cry shows how damn good it is plus how amazing was a scout witch costume at the end oh yeah that was incredibly impressive that really did impress me that was a cool costume it was pretty cool seeing the weird red halloween one it yeah. gave you an impression yeah. how awful some of these things will probably look in real life. <laughs> but I, I like them because as soon as she walked out, that was just comic book and then comic book vision and then comic book Quicksilver walked out in his costume too and the boys came out in their comic book costumes and it was all linked to the comic book. There's actually one scene which is 
how beautifully linked to the comic it was. I think it was on the episode where Wanda was giving birth or something like that there. Her and Vision are in the living room and rain's about to happen and they so she sort of like raises her hands above her head in a really weird and obscure kind of way. It just doesn't yeah. look natural. And Vision's right beside her doing some really obscure pose. Whatever way it is, it poses hell for like a second and it's a blink and you miss it. But in their first comic together, the cover, that's the pose they pull. Ah. So they they done quite a bit, the nod to the comics, which I thought was amazing. Very, very well done. They didn't keep it all in the cinematic history mm-hmm. that we know. They drew from the comics, which expands the universe as well for everyone, which is going to make it bigger than just what we already, if you've never seen a comic, than just what we know. So with regards to the comics, were the comics actually called WandaVision? Or were they no, no. The- I can't mind. I think some of them were like X. Some of them were in X Men. It's like literally, it's just I can't even remember what the heck they were called like, but because I didn't read them much, if you know what I mean. It was just as you grow up, you look at them. It's like having the bounty book back in the day. You know, you have them and you just yeah. don't pay much attention to what the flipping are. But um, I know because there's so many. I always got lost when they appeared in X Men. I was like, then do I need to start watching the? Do I need to start reading the X Men ones? And then they would appear in a Marvel one. You're like, is it them ones or is it a Wanda one on its own? They're in so many different universes that it it would get you lost. And like you said, in a fucking like, really expensive wormhole. Yeah, so, yeah, they're all over the place. Like I mean, but it's really, really good. Like, and can I ask a question? As uh, someone who doesn't really know, so Vision obviously looks like he's kind of cool, you know, purple color scheme. Does he ever go normal human look in the comic? Oh God, I can't mind. I don't think I was one of the ones. If he was ever normal human, I'd have skipped past until the action. <laughs> right. in the pictures, like I, I'll not lie and say I read every word, looked every as long as there was a bit of action. Ooh, ah, ooh, that was my my go-to <laughs> when it came to it. Like it was, I'm like one of them skim readers. I'm skimming comic. I love wow. the bits that pop out. Yeah, yeah, I'll go to the pow, pop, bam, wham, all that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was this this show was a lot similar for Paul Bettany because he said it just got him work again because <laughs> he didn't think yeah. he'd have any any work to do after being in Marvel. I mean, it must be a very strange thing because he'd not really done anything. Well, neither Elizabeth Olsen done anything sort of comic book related. But the more you look at all the people that cast in Marvel, other than Chris Evans, you have nobody who'd actually really got any prior comic book heritage that I can really think of. Not comic book. I mean, you've no, no comic book heritage, no. And if someone had turned around to you and said, we're going to cast, you know, reformed alcoholic drug addict Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> in a film, you'd be like, are you mad? <laughs> are you yeah. insane, this guy? <laughs> yeah. And then look what happened. He's like a legend. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I was just thinking um, Ryan Reynolds, I suppose, is the only exception to that, what you just said. Because he <laughs> did play Green Hornet as well as Deadpool, didn't he? Green Lantern. I know, Green Ho- oh, sorry, Green Lantern. Um, I know that Green Lantern is kind of very frowned upon, but he Yes, did- even Ryan Reynolds hates it. He's like, it's the worst thing to come out of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the end of uh, Deadpool 2, don't worry. <laughs> I did watch my Green Lantern, and I've got to be honest, it was painfully bad. Painfully bad. Uh, and I'll watch most things, but that was a really bad film, I- felt rather sorry for him because for a while with him they were looking at casting him in loads of different superhero stuff like i think they wanted at one stage they mentioned him for the flash at one point i mean obviously he did play deadpool before he played deadpool in the deadpool films in the yeah. wonderful cinematic wolverine. masterpiece that was wolverine dear yeah. god <laughs> <laughs> see i was hoping he'd show up it, what a mind fuck that would have been if hugh jackman had shown up in uh wonder vision <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even if he'd done a small cameo like he did in like the younger X-Men, where you see Patrick Stewart and, and Patrick Stewart, oh God, James, what do you call him? James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. They go into a bar and they go to Wolverine and they literally see yeah. Hugh Jackman sitting there. He just tells them to fuck off, gives them the thing, whatever yeah. he does. And that's it. That's his entire blip for the film. But it was something the fans love to see. I mean, I know my heart skipped yeah. here. I'm like, oh! It just would have been brilliant to see Hugh Jackman in it or any any of the other ones. Not as a joke, not as a punchline, yeah. but as a nod to the universe. I suppose the only episode they could have done that in would have been the Halloween episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I not thought of that. Yeah. Have someone dressed up as him. Yeah. Yeah. Or just a, it could have been just a kid running by as an X-Man costume, something. Something so silly would have been just... Well, do you know what? I might actually have to watch it again. There might have been. Yeah, you never know. I don't recall it, though. Who's next, James? Daniel Myers has put an interesting one, which is, because of Evan Peters appearing and the upcoming Multiverse of Madness, I thought Wanda was going to rip the fabric of time and space with a grief-fueled hex. Mm. That would have been something. It would have validated James's assumption that she is a villain. Mm. Daniel's also put some tell out, which is, which would have led to the old Fox and Spider-Man movies crossing over with the MCU. Uh, yeah. Also, yes. Uh, I thought Mephisto was behind Ralph. it all and Ralph was going to be him. Yeah. Yeah. I think the link to Spider-Man, because there's that new film coming, uh, whatever the hell it's called, because I know they've dropped many names and I totally forgot what the real one was now. Nick Fury deals with Spider-Man quite a lot and... I think there's a part of one of where you see him in one of the trailers of the upcoming shows where he is on, he is up in space and it's the Skrull spaceship that he is on at that point in time. And then you have at the end of WandaVision in the mid credit scene, you have a, sw- a sword agent turning into a Skrull and they're telling Monica Rambo that, you know, you have an old friend wanting to talk to you. They want to talk to you up in space. Is it going to be Nick Fury, which will then bring Monica into the Spider-Man film? Ooh, maybe. And I think I'd read somewhere that what if Monica's mother obviously created S.W.O.R.D. And whenever Captain Marvel, Carl Danvers went and found a new world for the Skrull species to live on, because obviously their universe was destroyed or whatever, a, a theory is that a lot of the S.W.O.R.D. agents are actually Skrull, and they're ah, there to they're there to actually look after S.W.O.R.D., which is Maria's legacy. That oh, would make wow. sense. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a nice one. But another thing with the scrolls as well is if whenever they were writing, Wu was writing on the whiteboard about who could be causing this before they realized it was Wanda. If you look mm-hmm. at the left side of the board, they actually have scroll as a suspect because they were people who could manipulate universes. Ah. See, yeah. I, I feel as though there's a lot of things that I've missed only because I didn't actually read the comics or have the background, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. I think another nod to the scrolls was and i'll have to look at my notes on this one it was you know the part where at the end jimmy woo he's lying behind like something hiding and he, he calls cliff well apparently back in one of the comics the 1968 comics uh nick fury agent of shield right mm. there's the story about the alien race he infiltrated the planet and there was one of the aliens was called cliff a shape-shifting character who worked for shield and has a connection to nick fury Ah, that's a deep dive, deep deep isn't dive, it, isn't it? Just like I mean, but it's really. Uh, I thought it was. I loved looking about the scrolls and stuff like that there because Nick Nick Fury does have a good connection to them, and it's funny how he's the one who recruited Iron Man, and is, is he now calling up Monica Rambo to be the next Captain Marvel kind of mm-hmm. thing? Maybe could be interesting. Maybe. 
If that's the, 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 the way they do it, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's a lot of good theories because it's quite handy having you on the podcast, to be honest, uh, Gabrielle, because, you know, you're you're sort of looking at it from knowledge of like the comic books as well, you know, and um, whereas me and James are kind of watching it with smaller background knowledge kind of thing, really. And um, well, I but, don't, you know, just for purpose of the rate listeners, I don't know a lot about the comics. So please don't beat me down, listeners, for uh, not maybe not being totally on it. But I love to I love to look into it and read into it and find out where yeah. all the backstories are so that so please don't berate me people if i'm wrong in anything <laughs> oh they I mean, wouldn't I, they wouldn't anyway i, I, I watched it because there was nothing on tv <laughs> Gosh, you enjoyed it i did i did i, yeah. I was confused as was evident in an earlier uh conversation we had about it i was confused by it but i did find it very enjoyable i just love like the diving scene how each sort of different version uh and genre of television was was shown and it did it it, it well i just sit and think of the first episode where it just amused me and i suspect one thing that's helped with with this show because everybody's stuck in lockdown because of covid and if you're a fan of the marvel product you're going to hopefully have enjoyed it anyway more than likely will have done but also it's a bit like a it's a comforting thing to see all these different genres of tv that you could see so i think that's probably another level where people have enjoyed and got into it i like that you said that it's bringing back the nostalgia and the comfort levels you probably did catch it but did you see the wizard of oz reference in the very final when there was the fight between wanda and agatha you know agatha gets blasted through the window she's obviously the witch and you just see her boots like sticking the shoes. like that. ah yeah now that's the yeah. funny bit right so that's you automatically go oh christ wizard of oz right you think nothing about it but in the end scene, you know, when this it's all gone back to normal and that theatre always, ch- the movie title always changes throughout each mm-hmm. generation of the TV. In the very last one, it was it was reflecting Oz, the Great and Powerful, the 2013 film, which was directed by the same director who's a comic book genius who done the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Ah. So it, was, it was almost like a little that. tip of the hat to that side of the nostalgia thing. So. Mm. I like it. Again, very random, but... <laughs> hey, random is good. Random is good. It absolutely is. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely... Like, I'm I'm quite looking forward to actually, once we finish this, watching them back again with all these little snippets mm. that you sort of provided, Gabrielle. And, uh, you know, like, and think, oh, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. You know, that's that, that, that's that, you know, whatever. But I know that the big thing that I found, uh, that I noticed during the first episode you know when the boss and mr hart and mrs hart had come around for uh their dinner, dinner and they had breakfast <laughs> it was when mrs hart was going stop it and then she was sort of you know like it was yeah. at first it was kind of like a oh stop it you know stop being silly stop it stop being silly kind of thing but then you saw her looking at wonder with tears mm. almost forming in her eyes going you know almost in the sense of please stop it you know this is Mm -hmm. my husband you're killing him kind of thing and then that's when she gives the permission to um vision to sort of help him it was just that scene because it was almost like she broke character but she didn't break character you know it was the first first i suppose indication that it was wonder who was controlling everything but i didn't notice it again until we were doing this review thing see i didn't see it like that that scene if i'm honest the first time i watched it i saw it as this guy's choking and it's almost like she's trying to get because they're obviously wanda envisioning this stage of the show they're trying to hide their powers 
Yeah. And it's almost like she was trying to will Wanda to use her powers. It's like someone was testing. Like, no way, Agatha, ultimately, and I'm just thinking about this now, Agatha did want to test her powers and see where she went with it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, okay, her husband's dying. She's going to stop it. Stop it. Like, you can do it. Will you just use your damn powers already? Not stop controlling me because she's in a couple more episodes, totally chill, and there's nothing really with her. Mm. But to me, just how I saw it was more... Want will you just use your damn power? Show us you let us see what can be done here. Like you can physically stop this moment in time, not the whole situation. Because at that point we didn't really know it was a it was a TV show. We just thought it was a random thing by the creators of Marvel who were trying to show a Wanda nineteen sixties TV show. We didn't even know there was gonna be color at this point. So that's how I saw it, if you know what I mean. It was like someone's testing Wanda and her powers and like Show yeah. us, just show us what you can damn well do here, woman. That's why I took it anyway. Yeah, no, that's good theory as well. Because, yeah, I don't know if I quite made myself clear as to what I meant. But, you know, just in case, it was the fact that, you know, not, not the fact that she, uh, Mrs. Hart, was wanting her to sort of release her control over the you know situation. But it was like almost take con- further control and get yeah. her husband to help her, help him. Sorry. Yeah. You know, not so. die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. But I still love their hello and goodbye, though. You know, guess who? Sounds from yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> the person behind you is leaving now. Yeah. <laughs> That's too cute. I just found it strange that we never saw him again. <laughs> lost opportunity. Yeah, unless because he nearly died, he decided that he didn't want to be any, you know, like there was a part of him that was sort of like, I just don't want to be anywhere near them. You know, if I can try and avoid being near them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's possible. It's just that you saw no, no other iteration of him. But yeah, yeah, interesting. There's going to be a Google theory somewhere. There's going to be a theory somewhere of where he is. There has to be. Yeah. I have oh, to find kill- I'm going to find, find that afterwards. <laughs> oh, she killed him. <laughs> maybe Agatha killed him. Maybe he was, maybe he was actually Ralph before Ralph was Ralph. <gasps> oh, Ralph. It was kind of annoying in a way that we never found out who Ralph was. We did. Ralph was Ralph was Pietro. Pietro was Ralph. At the end, Ralph was Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. That's because yeah. technically he was the owner of Agatha was in his house. He was the owner because I think it was, um, oh, what do you call her? Rambo, she found like the address and it was or letter that was to this guy, Ralph Boner. <laughs> Who lived in the house that Agatha lived in. So where Agatha's talking about, oh, my husband, Ralph, 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 Ralph. She's she's talking about someone who's actually living at the house with her, but someone who is obviously not her husband at the time. But, you know, just, do you know what I mean? So she was really... Yeah. Ralph was... That was sort of divulged or exposed in the last episode where it came out where his, he was Ralph. He was the Ralph from Agatha's house that she always spoke ah, about. See, I didn't. Yeah, my brain didn't connect the two at all because I was expecting Ralph to be like an older man. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why it was so annoying for people when it came out that Pietro was not even Quicksilver. He was this guy, Ralph, who was a double prisoner, I suppose, prisoner of Wanda's world. And then Agatha was controlling him, too. So the poor bugger just got really double whammed. Uh, so he didn't know what way was up. Yeah, no, he was Ralph Boner. So he was I think he was the Ralph that Agatha always spoke about. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah, it does make sense now. I always just wonder, what do you think happened? Because obviously in the final episode, the people are released and, you know, this is like a thing where clearly they all hate Wanda. The, the point made is, uh, is Monica says to them, they'll never know what you gave up for them. Yeah. What do you reckon happened to them all? I think, to me, I think they went back to their normal lives. To me, I think 
I'm hoping Agatha was arrested because obviously being that Wanda aired everything, that Sword will then realize she is a danger. So they will then take her out of the, she will be taken out of that equation and where she goes from there, God knows. But I think they'll all have just gone back to their normal lives because she didn't take them out of their home. She didn't take them out of their mm. town. They were all there already living their day-to-day life. She just, in her words, she thought she was protecting them from the outside world. So I think they just went back to normal, if that's what I would think anyway. Unless Sword came in and they did like a um, Men in Black kind of situation <laughs> where they all said, look at this light. And then it all erased everything that had just happened. I think they'd be more likely to do a clean sweep if you catch my drift. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bomb, yeah. <laughs> With Agatha, though, do you think if they take her into custody, she's not going to be Agatha, though? Won't she just be this, like, zoned-out person who thinks she's the neighbour? The neighbour, <laughs> Who yeah. gives a shit? They will keep her under lock and key in case she lift that because Wanda had her under mind control yes but then how far does Wanda's control go mm. maybe whenever she's out of the way that, that spell lift you know was it a permanent thing because if it was a permanent thing then everybody there wouldn't have needed the hex surrounding them they would just be true controlled by her so once the hex was gone you know because like you'll always be the nosy neighbour but then the nosy neighbour has nowhere to fucking live because that's Ralph's house <laughs> <laughs> where's she going she's technically homeless right now you know she, she sticks her in the empty lot yeah, just, you know, that's what I think. <laughs> her Agatha's just been lifted as a shell of herself. Yeah, I think with her, because it's like you were saying about prison, you know, going to prison and, you know, being sort of held at sword and stuff. I keep wanting to say sword. So if you hear me pause, sword. that's why. Yeah, sword. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, even if they're not holding her, she's still, if it is a permanent thing, she is kind of imprisoned anyway, isn't she? because she is imprisoned in this nosy neighbour type thing that yeah. she formed herself, I know, but it's kind of like if that's the life that she's got to continue living, then that's her form of prison as well, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. But then I suppose, if I don't know how good this is with actual theories or whatever, but the links are she has to Mephisto, because in her little cave that she had, her little underground room, obviously there's a lot of purple, because purple's her colour, but on a lot of the columns there was the devil, there was like a lot mm-hmm. of carvings of the devil, which a lot of people linked to Mephisto. Mm. And then there was the fly, you know, in the episode where Wanda eventually finds out that Agatha, you see the, there's a really random close up of mm-hmm. a really big, big bug. Mephisto, his first appearance, I think in the comic, is he, he appears as a bug. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it's his first appearance or there's a really significant part where he appears as this, this fly, this big bug. It was just, I think what will happen, I, th- I can see there being a bit of a, like a duo going on there where he'll, she'll summon, I don't know, summon her dark arts or some bloody random shit that she'd done in Salem before she got, you know, compute by all her ancestors. There'll be something there that'll free her, I think, because they can't, they can't create such a brilliant villain and then Mm. leave her at that. They just cannot do it, you know, because she's so big in the comics so they can't leave her as, you know, that. It would just be pointless. To me, I get very feminist on it and be like, again, they'll screw over a female villain. Oh, look, she got this here and then she just got trapped in her own mind and then that's her away with it. You know, we give her a little courtesy, you know, reveal, but then we'll just get rid of it to allow for all the other ones going on. Mm. But that's me. That's me and my thoughts on that. (laughs) I think, you know, it's sort of going by typical Marvel. They tend to leave things, but then they'll come back to it in a future film episode, whatever. In 10 years' time, in 10 years' time, there'll be a film coming in. Yeah, Agatha will have her stereotypical white hair, 
uh, a little, you know, she'll have gone white hair in prison or something like that there. Well, we haven't touched on is probably the most important part of the show, which is Sparky. He deserved it. Yeah, I think he did. I think he had it coming. Uh, I think his death <laughs> is, you know, for these people who got emotionally upset about it, you know, you're going to have to just deal with it. Sparky's death was required to move the story forward. Was he ever oh, there? Well, in the first that's place? true. Actually, yeah, that is a good point, because you have to ask yourself about the validity of the reality of the actual of certain characters. So does Sparky exist in any form? Did the kids exist in any form, really? Or was this all just part of her brain? No, I mean, well, from that side of Wanda, but I think more Agatha. I think Agatha had the oh, right. Sparky thing, and I, to me, that was that was just all Agatha. She might have killed Sparky, but I think she also, because even Wanda looked shocked by the pup whenever she first walked in, and if it was her controlling it, it would sort of be there. There wouldn't be that element of total shock. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean? Whereas Agatha then walks in with a look. What I have, I have the you know, I have the doggy key. I seen someone needed this. You know, I think it was Agatha Donut to get them attached. To then make them aware of death, which would then yeah bring the other aspects of Pietro and her daddy and her vision and stuff. Also, it teaches them the lesson that not to grow up again as well, because she says no, don't grow up. Oh, yeah, you need mm-hmm. to learn. You need to learn and feel this pain, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But also, yeah, you're quite right with regards to the fact that he she came in because Vision came into the room didn't he as the human version of him because mm-hmm. he was like i expect somebody i have a feeling that somebody's going to be walking through the door and then he also makes reference to the fact that well i'm going to say agatha but it was agnes at the time had the exact thing that they actually needed yeah and they made they also then decided that the kids had to be 10 to have a pet and they you know in front of agnes yeah. just went Ooh. <laughs> you know mm, <laughs> so that's true like it was agatha just poking wanda to get her to use her powers the whole time like even from like your woman at the dinner table it's i think it's been agatha it has been agatha all along <laughs> poking yeah. wanda to see because she admitted herself i wanted to see what you can do i've wanted to see what you can do but you're that demented that you actually believed that this was your brother when you knew it wasn't every part of your yeah. body knew it wasn't but you doubted yourself so much but you know, this I was testing all of your powers the whole time. So yeah. you look at it that way, how much of it was Wanda controlling and how much of it was Agatha doing the shit turn. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it, actually. I'd not really thought of that one. And while we're on the subject of animals as well, what about Senior Scratchy? The rabbit. <laughs> the rabbit. Ah, Senior Scratch. Do you want me to get you on that one as well? Yes, certainly. Because it seemed very bizarre. You know, in, this is from my naive eyes now, but obviously, you know, it was quite a main feature. But then it seems quite bizarre at the end that he ate the bird or the fly or whatever it was. I, I can't remember which version it was. I think it was the bird at that point. Yeah, but yeah. Story with that is Agatha Harkness' son is called Nicholas Scratch, ah. and he is a villain. He is a villain, I believe, in Doctor Strange. Okay. Interesting. See, well, it's also a thing. Oh, People will get all kicked up because Sabrina, yeah. the Chilling Adventures, has a, a guy in it who's a demonic, he's a demon called Nicholas Scratch. So everyone was like, oh my God, is there going to be an even bigger cross? You know, it's like, no, no, this Nicholas Scratch was about way before this was. So yeah. your kicks. And this is, so that I think is pretty much where Nicholas Scratch is. He's still a bad guy. And that's her way of, I'm not going to bring my son into this, but I'm going to, have him here in some way. She shouldn't have a rabbit, as I understand that she has a cat in the comic book continuity. I cannot mind. I just always remember when I heard the name Scratch, I was like, her son's called Scratch. 
I was like, ooh, ooh. She has like a cat that can do all this. As I understand it, can like become a giant and change into all manner of different things and attack people. So the, the rabbit, you know, changing, etc. I guess is some sort of nod to that. Could be. Mm. Yeah, I reckon you could be onto something there, James, because it just seemed bizarre that the rabbit at the bird at the end. Do you know mm. what I mean? So again, yeah, naive yeah. eyes. Um, it's because obviously rabbits don't eat birds, you know, <laughs> but it was kind of the nature of the way he did it. It was kind of like almost that was a form of a, another magical being, you know. Well, don't worry, I got revenge because I had rabbit for dinner a few days ago. So Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I I just get hurt in my heart now when I hear anything about cats with all the Pepe Le Pew stuff. I mean, that just breaks my heart. I mean, he, he, he what, sexually harassed a cat for years and then like they've taken him away. So I just get all annoyed when I hear anything about a cat. <laughs> a skunk and a cat weird mix but you know yeah but let's just let's get rid of Pepe Le Pew like we'll get rid of Pepe Le Pew but you know it's fine that he can go and play what is it someone says he can go and play Grand Theft Auto and set a hooker on fire for $20 <laughs> but, you know heaven forbid he watches yeah. Pepe Le Pew she's a cat <laughs> that's not a bad point I can't disagree with that but it's not about division, so let's no. move on no, no. no. <laughs> It, was there any episodes that you like really, really enjoyed, or was there any episodes that you really didn't enjoy? Let's say first. I'm trying to think of the one because there was one that I felt sort of dragged a little bit, and it was probably just before the I can't put what the, the exact one was, but before we saw uh, we found out that you know about Agatha, the one before I felt sort of dragged a bit. Generally, I felt there'd been quite a good run on things. It's probably made that big tonal shift between just doing the flashbacks to the, the sitcoms, etc., and it became its own thing. I felt there was just a bit of a shift, and it kind of dragged, but it, again, it recovered and did fine and carried on with itself. So I had no major problem there. Episodes I really enjoyed, I obviously loved the first one because it really grabbed my attention, and I thought, hey, this is something different. And I liked the way they worked with the final episode, where everything was just going bonkers and they were fighting each other so yeah they were really good episodes uh, um dragging i think the one the one episode you're talking about that's the one where is that where the they got turned into the circus tent at the end wasn't it that was like yeah that episode yeah it was i find that one a bit annoying i mean the, the part where darcy and vision were driving back to wanda's it just annoyed that that the whole bit annoyed me because it was like will you just hurry the feck up you know, why are you waiting on the lady to cross the road? Dude, you can fly. Like, why are you waiting on the electric to be fixed? Just fucking fly. You know, mm. don't get me wrong. I'm glad Darcy didn't get out of the truck because she was ultimately able to, like, you know, plow it into your man at the end. So she obviously yeah. eventually got past the roadblocks or she killed some kids on the way. I don't know what she done, but she eventually got on the way into the town. But, you know, it, it just annoyed me that Vision didn't get there sooner. Would things have been different? You know, hmm. I wonder if, because he was taking all of those signs as Wonder keeping him away yeah i think it was actually now that we've got the knowledge of it agatha keeping him away so yeah. that she could get her to go down to the basement mm. to do all of the whatnot that they did obviously yeah. and control her and whatnot because vision thought that it was wonder who was keeping her away, him away he was probably being and maybe a little bit pig-headed sort of like well fine if she don't want me to come home then i'm not going to go home Mm-hmm. Actually, on reflection, it probably wasn't her that didn't want him to come home. It was probably Agatha. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would see that as well. Um, I would agree with Vision, not in the way of being pig-headed, but I would probably think of it more 
oh in an oh sort of way he's probably like you know if Wanda doesn't want me back she doesn't want me back for a reason so given that time you know give it that bit of benefit of the doubt rather than the stubborn side of it like give her the there's a reason there is a reason she's doing this like there has to be a reason behind it and then eventually obviously he lost his shit and he was like no I need to go <laughs> yeah this shit <laughs> no fuck this shit I'm away <sighs> takes off one part we, we talk about episodes things we like we disliked I did like the part where it looked like Wanda and Vision were actually going to fight each other Oh, I'd be oh yeah. flew up. I love that. I would have loved to have seen them actually have a proper <laughs> all-out battle. But then this is the thing: if Wanda killed him, would she be killing herself? Given that she he is say, her technically fighting mm-hmm. herself, that'd be the ultimate mind fuck, wouldn't it? <laughs> wouldn't it just? Yeah. The other thing that I was going to say about was the obviously last episode. You know, we've talked about that an awful lot, but with regards to the last clip of it you know like marvel it was quite nice when marvel when they started doing the typical marvel thing you know it was like halfway through it was like because i always fast forward anyway because i always expect there to be that extra little snippet bit that they always do it was a clip to wonder being in a, a, in a style retreat <laughs> yes it was like a cabin in the woods kind of thing and i'm wondering if that she's sort of thinking well maybe i could just set up home here because we're by the water it's secluded there's nothing around me so i'm not controlling or hurting anybody but i could just bring vision and the kids back to here maybe that's why Mm. she's in astral form looking at the book yeah i just envision a chopping wood and building fires and making coffee (laughs) (laughs) a real pot over a fire (laughs) (laughs) do you ever notice both thanos and agatha's evil villain colors are purple Oh, yeah. No, but now that you mention it, that is interesting. Just, just popped into my head there. <laughs> just, ah. Random random as shit there. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, because I think, in a way, because we've kind of covered a lot of information about this, obviously, these uh, series. Series? I always say that, and it's always like... Series. Uh, is, is that a real word? But it is now. It's a gemmerism. Another thing I do, gemmerism. It is a gemmerism. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> On this episode, we've had a gemma dumb fuck up. And uh, we've had a gemmerism. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Are we playing Cod's Wallet Bingo then? We should put all these little things on a bingo card for every episode. How many can you get in spot? <laughs> How many times do I apologize? Or do I say... Um, maybe do you know what I mean? Yeah, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yours is, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm going sidetracked because I was going to say something about editing and then that's um, not relevant to the podcast. So yeah, so we kind of get into the the end of this episode really now because obviously it's gone on quite a while. But with regards to this TV series, obviously something that James normally does, which is rate it out of five. But Instead of it being five stars, I'm going to call it five fishes. So how many fishes would you give out of five, Gabrielle? I'd give it a four. Okay. Four. The only, the only reason it missed a five is just because it was a slow start. It was a slow burn at the beginning. And if you're a Marvel fan, you're expecting that. Oof, mm-hmm. and I think that's the only thing that let it down a wee bit is you go into Marvel expecting something. And when it doesn't give it, it just deflates it a little bit. It's almost like you need to encourage yourself to stay to wait for the act it's like waiting at the end of the cinema you're waiting on the end scene you Mm. need to encourage yourself to stay to do it in the hopes that it will be there you're obviously disappointed if it doesn't get better but you're obviously over the moon when there is you know so that would be the reason to give it a four because it had a lot of nods to dr strange it had a lot of nods to the history of the comics had a lot of nods to 
the geeky costumes that they wore it it just brought Agatha into a whole new light it gave a good villain just very four to five for definite for me oh brilliant because it's funny that you say about the first couple of episodes I said this to you James before that I actually Mm -hmm. really enjoyed those episodes because my imagination was working to actually try and work out what was actually going on and then it was like when Sword came into play, which was halfway through the series, which I thought was a brave thing for them to do kind of thing. You know, like, you know, the fact that they brought it in halfway through rather than at the beginning. It sort of lost something a little bit for me because then it was kind of like, oh, there's my imagination's gone, you know. Mm. But it was brilliant still because I really did enjoy everything about it, really. And it was nice, it was good to see all the research that was being done in the background, you know. Yeah, but I'd probably give it a four and a half, I think. Four and a half fishes. So I'm going to give it four fishes and a head. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, hmm, what would I give it? Um, I'd give it three and a half, simply because I would have loved to have seen more of it. I would love to see how where it could have gone further with things. But I did enjoy it as a show, certainly, and I like the fact that it... I think I more probably... It sounds a strange way of enjoying it. I certainly enjoyed the sitcom elements of it. I enjoyed the fact that you were looking at the way somebody was dealing with terrible things that happened as well. The way, you know, Wanda's psyche was trying to protect itself from things. Uh, and I'll have to give it three and a half because that sudding song is constantly stuck in my head that won't yeah. go. But one question I want to ask both of you, uh, something I'd, I'd, a question I normally will ask on Celluloid Codswalt is, if you could do it differently to improve it, what would you do? So whoever wants to go first. Nothing. If I'm honest, nothing Marvel do it and they do it right because where it was a slow burner in the beginning, which would be my only not it's not even a complaint because it, it was done so beautifully in that if you watched, if you knew to pay attention to the commercials, you would see there were hydrolinks, you would see there were there was something there. But I think I think it threw everybody that it was black and white. It was so Dick Van Dyke that style of show that it made everybody go what the fuck instead of paying attention to what they were watching. And I think they were very 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 smart. In doing that, so you need to watch it the second time to go, oh, here, I missed that, I missed this, I missed this, because you're so thrown off by the fact all they need to do is add bloody subtitles. That They needed to make the first episode silent with subtitles underneath, and that would have been a whole different thing, you know. I think it was slow because of our generation and how we're not used to that sort of TV show, mm-hmm. being lack of colour, but because they had the little bits of menace in it, it was perfectly done. I don't think I could change anything. Hmm. I lie more topless scenes of Evan Peters. I don't actually remember any topless scenes of Evan Peters, but you know. <laughs> That's what I mean. We needed more. We needed Oh, any. you want, right. You actually wanted inclusion. Yeah. Right. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Right. I understand now. <laughs> now that Gabrielle has brought up about uh, Evan Peters, then, you know, kind of, every, I echo everything she just said, basically. So, no, I really, I really did enjoy this. I really enjoyed every single stage that it went through and mm-hmm. it was just interesting to watch and like, and like Gabrielle said it kind of was the case that you missed it if the first time round, didn't you you mm-hmm. missed things the first time round, so you did need to go back and watch it and it was like maybe it even took a couple of times to watch it to go do you know what that's something different like like I said when it came to the reviewing it and I didn't even notice the the black lines down the screen you know mm-hmm. the attention but it went to four to three yeah 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, um, you know, and also like with Mrs. Hart, when she was going, oh, please stop it, you know, kind of thing. She was yeah. like begging, begging with her eyes. Yeah, I really don't think that they needed to add anything myself. What about you, James? Do you think anything? Um, the only thing I would have liked to, to, I would have loved to see more of the Scarlet Witch as the Scarlet Witch because her costume was bitching. Just, a, I think they missed a, a, as a homage in it was, I think it would have been great if they could have done a Three's Company episode where it would have been, because, you know, Three's Company um, is the uh, where the guy's living with two women. And I yes. just think that would have been quite interesting to see that it could have been Agatha and <laughs> Wanda living with Vision would have just been a very interesting setup. Very awkward too, I'm sure. Yeah, but I think that could have been really quite funny. I would have loved to have just seen Paul Bettany falling over the couch gag that they used to always do at the start of uh, Three's yeah. Company. Because physically he's a good comedian. You know, well, he does comedy well and physically does comedy well, so that could have been quite an interesting one. That was um, maybe something else that you kind of like triggered him in my brain there that you know there was a lot of um you know the tv programs or you know like the shows that they were referencing there was a lot of them Mm -hmm. that i actually didn't really know which ones they were referencing when you said three company three's company i i didn't really know what you were talking about then to be honest but i kind of sort of know what you were talking about after what you've just said as well but then also they were american programs weren't they so not all of them came across yeah. on or I may not have watched them all. So that is probably the reason why I didn't get the references. But you know, I still enjoyed it. I didn't I didn't need that to kind of watch. enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And it's I think it's left it beautifully that you want the second season. Yes. You know, it's kind of like, oh when is it gonna be? You know, it's kinda of like but then we've got a lot to fill in. <laughs> Disney yeah. has kept us um, you know, topped up. So We've got Winter Soldier next, haven't we? Can't wait! Yeah, exactly. What was it? Um, it There's Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then Loki is after it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for them. Loki was bonkers. Uh, <laughs> I just love Loki. He is just brilliant. I mean, yeah. was like, he's a villain. Loki is not a villain. He's a misunderstood adopted child. <laughs> he really rebels. You know, he's a type. He's he's just a typical rebellious little person because he, he's not he's not evil. Like he has a good heart. Yeah, but I think that about I think that about all villains anyway. I don't think they're all totally bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like it's like the whole is Deadpool a villain? Villain or is he a hero? Because he basically just does mm. anything for himself, really, doesn't he? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always go back to Deadpool because well, I love Deadpool. So, <laughs> to be fair, when I watch Star Wars, I root for the Empire. So, yep, it's like, it's like an X Men. I kind of root for the Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. A little bit, setting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. James, you would be in trouble with the Brotherhood because you're the one who's all, oh, they need to keep their powers checked. They need to have someone to watch them. <laughs> That's you. You'd be in deep yeah. shit when it came to that. So, yeah, you're you in be, trouble. I'll be dead in minutes. <laughs> It'd be over. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. In that case, then, I think that we've been talking enough Sally Lloyd Codswallop this week. I've been Gemma. I've still been James. And I'm always Gabrielle. Woohoo! And that's been Yay! Wonder Vision Review. Woohoo! <laughs> Bye! Bye! Bye-bye. <laughs>